have in this church. I thank God that we got a solid group of people. We don't have, you know, some great mega church with all these, you know, high end, uh, you know, programs and different things that we're doing. But we've got something that's so deep and so rich and it's so valuable. Thank God for that. Well, I want to remind you guys uh, that the pastor is away. He is out uh, in, uh, I believe it's in Tennessee. Uh, I can't remember where he's at. It's Tennessee. Uh, and he is with the Bakers, and he's going to spend some time with uh, Brother Glenn Parks. And he, uh, he told me this afternoon he's preaching tomorrow, so let's hold him up in prayer and uh, continue to pray. I know, I know you all already are. Pray that, uh, you know, he's going to get so blessed out of this trip. Um, you know, I love my pastor, and I appreciate the the, the figure that that God has put in my life. Uh, somebody that's strong, somebody that's solid, somebody that that cares about the Word of God in a way that is just so rare and so precious. I thank God for that. Uh, so let's keep on praying for him. Let's keep on praying that uh, you know God would just bless him so richly, use him to be a blessing. You know, it's it's a it's a two way street. You know, no matter where we go, no matter what we're doing, we could be on vacation and you know thank God for the testimonies. You guys travel halfway across the world and still seeking to be a blessing. And I thank God for that. Um, so let's let's just keep on praying. Uh, does anybody have testimony tonight? Want to glorify God, Sister Daphne? Go ahead. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Go ahead and praise the Lord. You know, we were never designed to serve God alone. I think Brother Flosser was talking a little bit about that. And, you know, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful because I've got so much to learn and so much to gather from, from the good people that God's put around me. Anna, go ahead and testify. Home. 
touched you with clothes to wear when you know you noticed that I wanted to wear the dog dresses and things like that and Carmen she's always been encouraging to the fact that like she's gonna be my wife at church even on days that I don't normally attend if I want to attend and um sister Emily has you know stepped into my life recently as a friend too and has encouraged me to come on days that I don't normally come as well and here I am Thank you, Jesus. Go ahead and glorify God. You know, God knows what he's doing. He knows how to how to pick the situation, pick the timing and just work it all together for his glory. He knows how to how to take a take a hungry soul and and enable them to be able to move forward. He said he'll lead you into all truth and he meant it. I thank God so much that we do have just that here today. We have hungry souls. We've got caring people. You know, the Bible talks about us being different, peculiar. We're set apart. We're not like the masses of people that call themselves Christians. Um, and we're not supposed to be. We're not, we're not trying to get to be more like that. We're trying to, to get to be more like Jesus. We're trying to seek to be more like him and less like ourselves. That's where the fulfillment is. That's where it's special. Uh, that's my testimony too. You know, I, I came, I came from a background where everybody that I saw was just like everybody else. And, and, and whether you were a Christian or a Catholic or this or that or the other thing, you were the same. You did the same things. The same horrible people did other things to me. You know, it was, it was, there was no difference. But when I came here, there was a clear cut difference and it challenged me and it shocked me and it made me start to ask questions that I never asked before. And God knows how to do that. God knows how to do that in, 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 in his perfect timing. Right. He's got something with that timing. I thank God for it. Kevin, go ahead and glorify God. Can I just add something real quick? Go ahead. You brought up a good point. So when I first came, I did feel like it was so different in good ways. Yeah. But also in ways that felt really foreign and strange. Sure. And yeah. I got to say, Oh, hallelujah. That's right. Amen. You, you know, I, that's right there. <laughs> I appreciate that. Go ahead, Kevin. Yes. 
Amen. Go ahead and give glory to God for that. Hallelujah. God can work any day of the week. I appreciate the Lord. Man, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Christopher, go ahead. certain people there, they do not know me, but for some reason they do not like me, right? And right. I was like, Lord Jesus, why is this? Like, these people don't know anything about me, but yet they're passing judgment and giving me looks and spreading false rumors. And I was like, and I haven't done nothing to these people. So I prayed, and I, I do it at my job. What I do is I pretend I'm sitting, you know, singing a song, but really I'm praying so people don't think I'm crazy. <laughs> you know? So I'm like, Lord, what did I do? Why these people don't like me? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Madeline, go ahead. Go ahead.
Amen. I appreciate that. He's the best friend you can ever have. I appreciate the Lord. Go ahead, Becca. Jesus. Brother Mike, appreciate your patience. Go ahead and testify. Well, I thank God to be here tonight. I thank God for his many blessings. And uh, I've been thinking lately, you know, just how good God has been to me. You know, and the Bible says, whom much is given, much is required. And it helped me to really just start thinking, Lord, what is expected of you? Because you've been so good to me. Yeah. And I don't know, I, I just, I hope I can meet that expectation of right. all that God expects of me because he's been so good to me. And, you know, it's been mentioned here tonight in the service how the devil comes against your mind. And uh, for a while, I've been just battling some different things about my job. You, know, you tend to, I, don't, I can't speak for anybody else, but for me, you sometimes wonder what people are thinking and what they're saying. And sure. what, what really are the intentions of their actions? And I realized that by doing that, it was robbing me of so much joy of other things that I could be thinking right. about, uh, you know, have my thoughts on. And yeah. I was in prayer yesterday, and I was listening to a song, and part of the verse said, uh, uh, the song said, uh, you can't let today's problems distract you from tomorrow's promises. Right. And I just thank the Lord that he spoke to me even more so about that, you know, because that's exactly what the devil tries to do. He tries to get you so far in the thoughts and you're running down this rabbit hole and it, the situation that you think is in your mind isn't even a situation at all. You know, it's just, that's how we get so distracted on yeah. things that really don't matter at the end of the day. Right. You know, because, you know, the, the devil is trying to distract us. He is trying to yeah. get us away. But, you know, we hear a preacher all the time. You know, we have to remind the devil of his future because right. we are going to be with God one day. And that's I thank right. God that he is so patient with me, so loving with me. He's been so good to me. And I, and I thank God for my church family. Amen. Go ahead and clap your hands unto the Lord. Man, I, I thank God so much for every one of you putting your hearts into these amazing testimonies. Uh, it wouldn't be Faith and Truth Assembly if you didn't come and get blessed by a testimony. Uh, I thank God for that. I thank God that that's, that's an identifying factor of our church. I, I remember going to uh, some, some type of a camp meeting or, or special service somewhere, uh, you know, whenever I was an, a new Christian and, uh, and after, after somebody in our church had testified, they said, well, I, I already know what church they go to without even asking. They're definitely from the Flossers Church because they put their heart into the testimonies. And it's just, thank God for, for that. That's a great way to identify. It's a great way to, you know, we're, we're excited, excited about giving God glory. We can't, we can't stop talking about how good God is. Sometimes we get people not liking us because we're talking about Jesus too much. That's all right. Well, let's go ahead and grab our Bibles, stand and turn to Proverbs. The sixth chapter, verse 9. Proverbs 6, 9. I'll give you a minute to turn to that. Go ahead and tell on myself a little bit here. You know, I've been uh, studying for this uh, for quite a while, and especially over the last couple of days, just been immersed in this. And this is every bit as much for me as it is for everybody else. And the Lord sure did tan my hide over a lot of these things. So, uh, man, but, you know, it's a blessing. It's a blessing to be able to dive in. And uh, I want to be better. I, I, want, I want the Lord to be able to tell me, hey, get that right. <laughs> you can do better than that. So, okay, Proverbs 6, 9. How long, how long wilt thou sleep, O sluggard? And when wilt, when wilt thou arise out of thy sleep? Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, and a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth, and thy want 
is an armed man. Let's go ahead and pray. Lord, we thank you so much for your presence that's been so richly present in this house today. We thank you for everything, everything that you've already done. You've already done so much for us. And we're just looking forward to hear from you today. I pray that you'd help me to get out of the way and to just let your spirit have its way. Lord, let your, let your word have free course. Let your spirit deal freely with our hearts and let your seed find fertile soil. We need you to have your way in every part, Lord God, of this service. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You can all be seated. So sluggard, as I'm sure you've heard Brother Flosser say before, uh, for those of you that are not familiar with this, this scripture, it's not talking about you know, the little things that crawl around at night uh, that we used to put salt on when we were kids. It's talking about a lazy person. So I'm going to talk a little bit about laziness here tonight, something Brother Ern knows nothing about. Told you I'd go easy on your brother. <laughs> so Okay, but in, in, in specific, I want to talk to you about spiritual laziness. Um, so uh, the company that I work for has been renowned for, for quite some time for being a very, very good place to work. They frequently rank in the top 10 best places to work in the state of Pennsylvania. And I remember talking to uh, my maintenance mentor, Larry Heller, um, about about some things that I'd seen happening there Um a couple years ago, he, um, he, he, he was telling me about, uh, you know, some of these that had been let go and they had been there for 20 plus years, uh, many, many people there for 20, 30, some of them 40 years. And I just couldn't imagine, you know, a company that, that, that's just gotten, you know, it's gotten this reputation. It's built a reputation for itself of being such a good place to work and, and, 20 years there and something caused them to, to mess up that bad that they that they would they get get the boot. And uh, and so he began to tell me, you know, I've noticed a pattern with these people that have been here for years and years and years. Uh, and that, uh, you know, whenever they whenever they get terminated, uh, he's, he said, you know, what I see them starting to do is they start to get really, really comfortable doing way too little way less than what's required you know it's just a comfort that just it started somewhere and it worked its way and eventually that they found themselves being lazy that they found themselves having this laziness about them to where this once great jewel that they found a great place to work um had become something that's just so routine and whatever that that now 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 they're they're slacking off on their duties and they're not putting their heart into it they're not you know grateful for the place that they are to work and tend, tend they would tend to be complainers while they were lazy as well. Um, but to be spiritually, a spiritual sluggard, a, to be spiritually lazy, um, doesn't always mean that we're naturally lazy. You, you can have one without the other. You know, I, I know some people that, that, uh, that are really, really just hard workers. You'd never guess for a second that any laziness would ever be able to touch them. But the, the spirit kind of works on a different way than, than, than things of the flesh and things of that nature. Um, so let's, uh, let's grab your Bible. Turn, turn to Proverbs 21. Uh, the 25th verse is the one we want to get. <clears throat> Proverbs 21:25 says, The desire... Of the slothful killeth him, killeth him, for his hands refuse to labor. Now it goes on to say he, he, he coveteth greedily all the day long. So th- this is kind of disturbing. <laughs> Killing is, is a big deal. And whenever something you're doing kills you, that's, that's pretty serious. So this, this slothful man, he, he, his desire is what's killing him. Well, that's kind of odd. Well, why, how does that apply? I don't think it means literally. I don't think it means that he's literally just dying uh, because of his desire. But what it is is he's got something that he's looking at. He's got something that he wants. He, he's got something he wants to acquire. But he refuses to do anything about it. So he just sits there and just stares at that and just, oh, that's what I want. That's what I want. But I'll never, ever have it. And it's torturing him. And it never, he'll never, ever have it because he'll never do anything about it. 
And I believe in the spirit that there's something that God wants to do in people's lives. There's, there's, there's places that God wants to take people and it's there and maybe they see it and maybe it's, 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 it's there for them and they know it. They know what God wants to do. They know God wants to bring them to something great, but they'll never do a single thing about it. And that, that tears you up inside. Uh, I know there's times where maybe I, I knew I wanted to get to a different place in my walk with God. I, I wanted to rise above. And and I'd find myself over and over again saying, Lord, I really want this. And, and then, uh, well, tomorrow I'm going to put a little bit more effort into it. And and then tomorrow's tomorrow, as Madeline would say, just doesn't seem to come. Because to tomorrow I'd say, hey, tomorrow, I, I, man, today's already well spent, but tomorrow I'm going to get on that. But let me tell you, we will never, ever, we will never be satisfied with ourselves, with our walk with God, if we can allow laziness to dictate our actions. Because that's what happens. Well, whenever you allow yourself to, to get to a state, and you do get to it. It's not something that's just there. You know, I, every, everybody in here has been filled with the Holy Ghost. Whenever you're first filled with the Holy Ghost, there's so much energy, you can't help it. You've got to tell people. You, there's, laziness is the last thing that would describe you. You're out there on the job, and you're just like looking for that opportunity, just biting at the bit and, you know, and, and just ready to go. But somehow, somewhere along the lines, laziness creeps in. Uh, it's, it's, I hate to say it, it's natural. It happens after some time, and it's something we have to be aware of. But if we allow that to start dictating our actions, if we, you know, we're all going to struggle with it, but we all have a choice. We all have a choice in the matter. We all have a responsibility there. And we can, we can choose to just slip in or we can choose to buck against that and say, nope, nope, I ain't going to allow that to happen. I'm going to press against that. Let me tell you, God will never, ever be excited if we allow laziness to prevail over righteousness. I'm not talking about your best efforts, your best abilities. I'm talking about God's righteousness. Because there's something different about that. Uh, You know, I might see a person that just tends to be an all-around good guy, but that doesn't get them too far. That gets them a good reputation, sure. Um, And many of us know those type of people, and they're good people out there for sure. But God's righteousness is something you've got to work in the Spirit for. You've got to pray. You've got to, you know... Fight some things in, within yourself. You've got to fight some, you know, that carnal nature that the Bible talks about. It's, uh, it's opposition. It's opposition, but we've got, to, we've got to put forth that effort there. I've got, to, I've got to move a little quicker here. I've got a lot of ground to cover and not a lot of time to do it. All right, so every single, every single, this, I want you to hear this and, and keep this with you. Every single backslider that there ever was began their retrograde with some form of submission to laziness. There's never been a single one that didn't give in to spiritual laziness. Something began to slip away in their lives. Something, they gave in somewhere. And I'm not saying that's the whole heart of the matter, but every single one of them went from being filled with the Holy Ghost, being excited about God, wanting to tell everybody, want their family to be saved, to just wearing down, wearing down, and just letting that go. Letting that go. Let's turn to uh, Proverbs twenty six thirteen. Proverbs twenty six thirteen. The slothful man saith, "There's a lion in the way, a lion in the streets." Why does he say that? Why, why would he say such a crazy thing? It's a lion in the streets. I'm just going to tell you, that's a lame excuse. It's just like, that's all it is. It's an excuse. Why would you, why would you say that? And, you know, the Bible is clearly saying, you know, this, this isn't the right thing to say because it's saying it's a slothful man that says this. Now, whether or not he's right or wrong, whether or not there is or isn't, we don't know. <laughs> there's, there's not a, you know, a particular account in the Bible that says, oh, yeah, no, there wasn't a lion. He's just lying. Uh, <laughs> I didn't try that, but that worked. <laughs> so I want to say maybe, maybe, maybe the slothful man's assessment is correct. All right. What if it is? Yeah. What, what if there is a lion in the street? What if, what if the way is more difficult than he originally thought? Right. Right. Yeah. All right. You know what? We, we, we got to ask ourselves, not what is most convenient. Right. What is right? Yeah. right. What is right? Because... A lot of times what's right 
If you've been living for God for any bit of time, it's not always what's most convenient. In fact, well, it's never really. I, I can't say I've ever really found that the, the right way is the most convenient way. It's, it's not really been that way. But regardless of whether or not the lion is out there, the, the, the path is difficult, the choices are, are tough to make, we've we got to admit that spiritual laziness is going to affect our walk with God. So, so what's our excuse? What, 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 what kind of things uh, start to battle against you? What, what, what type of excuses might you be tempted with? Because we're, we're all tempted with them. We're all tempted with them. There's no shame in temptation. There's shame in giving in to temptation. So we all like to have good church. Thank God for good church. We, we came here tonight, and I'd say if we shut down right now, we had good church. We had really good church. We felt the presence of God just pushing in like, oh, man, it's so amazing, and worship, and it was just really Really, really good. But have you ever come into church and, and you felt some tension? You felt like, you, you know, you're trying to pray and it's just like, mm, I just can't seem to get in. I feel like I want to be timid. I want to be quiet. I don't want anybody to hear me. Uh, I don't want, where that come from all of a sudden? You know what? We're, we are in a battle. There, there, is a, there is an enemy that doesn't want us to press in, doesn't want us to be helped from the church service, doesn't want us to get the blessing that God's so eagerly waiting to give to us. But you know what? In that moment, we, we got this decision to make. Can we get, are we going to give in to that laziness? Or, you, know, you know, it's so much easier. So much easier to just, let's just let the pastor, you know, he's pretty tough. He's a tough guy. He's a tough spiritual guy. Let's just let him push back Satan. Or, or just someone else. It doesn't even have to be him. Let somebody else do it. I don't have to push in. You know, uh, you don't know what kind of day I had. Well, we get to choose. We get to choose. How about pre-service prayer? Just go through the whole service. Pre-service prayer. Hey, I don't need all that, you know. And I want to I just clarify. Thank God for those of you that are going around picking people up, bringing people to church, or, or you know, coming to church from work, or this or that and the other thing. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about something else. So pre-service prayer. Maybe you think, you know, I can sit on the couch a little bit longer. I can take a power nap or whatever. <laughs> you know, we can look at it like that, sure. Maybe, maybe, maybe you work hard and you're tired and all of that. Um, I understand that. Um, but, you know, we do well to, to consider others. Right. You know, yes. may, maybe you feel like you're just going to be okay if you, uh, you know, you, can't, you, you, miss, you miss out on pre-service prayer. You don't really engage in pre-service prayer. And what about somebody else? What if somebody else is having that same struggle and you're the one that cho- gets to choose? Hey, you know what? Maybe they're not going to choose the right thing, but I'm going to push through and I'm going to be a blessing to them. I- I'm going to I'm going to make that choice and not give in to this laziness. I'm not going to give in to to the push of Satan and 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 somebody else could could have could have been blessed in that service, but instead they were just taken 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 down by Satan. Worship. Oh, man, we had great worship today. Great worship today. I love coming in church and feeling the presence of God. I can't say that I've ever in any other church came in and felt the presence of God. That's me. Maybe you have. Maybe you have been to a different church and, you know, it's God's God. That's all right. But I thank God that we uh, were able to come in here and feel the presence of God. But I know, I know that there's times where that, that's uneasy for me. I, there's nothing in me that wants to come up here and, and worship God with all my heart and start blubbering and crying and, and lifting my hands and, and, and dancing and doing this and that and the other. There's nothing about my character that says that's a good idea. Everything about me says bad things are going to happen if you do that. Don't do it. But I've got a choice to make. I, I can choose to step out of my comfort zone. I, I can choose to step out. And, 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 and worship God. Hey, he's worthy of it. Whether I want to or not, he's worthy of it. But here again, hey, you know what? Maybe I feel like I'm okay doing whatever I'm doing, whatever, whatever I've allowed myself to slip back to. But what if somebody else needed that? What if, what if coming up and worshiping God with all of my heart, somebody else is like, man, I don't know what to, okay, they're really going at it. You know, that's, that's good. Okay, you know what? No, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. You know, what What if? What if? Right. I, I've seen it be the case before where I, I didn't feel like it. And I was just 
justifying in my mind why I didn't really need to push like and then somebody just cuts loose and gets a blessing. I'm like, you know what? Nope, we're going to do this now. We're, we're, I don't care what I felt like. You can choose. You can choose. Don't let that laziness lay hold on you. Hmm. How about preaching? We don't got to back the preaching, do we? <laughs> I don't like doing it. <laughs> I don't like doing it, but you know what? God likes it, and it helps. It helps. It not only helps the preacher, it helps you. Because, you know, I fall asleep when I sit still for too long. And if I'm talking a little bit, most of the time I'm not falling asleep as much. Most of the time. (laughs) You know what? We can choose to just be a receiver, or we can choose to contribute to the, the service. We can choose to help somebody else. We can choose to kind of stimulate that presence of God in the house. There's a choice. Or we can just allow our justifications, our laziness to, to pull us back. You know, it's, it's not like me. It's not what I like to do. It's not like any of us. we got to choose. So altar call. Hey, you know what? I'm in a good place with what was preached. But what if somebody else can't seem to muster up that courage to come up to the altar? We've all been there. We've all, we, you don't want to come up here. You don't want to. Cry and get on your knees. Maybe your knees hurt. I don't know. You know, we all we all did come up at one point. Whenever we were filled with the Holy Ghost, we all broke outside of our comfort zone. What changed? What changed? What do we allow to slip? You know what? The chances are, I started off kind of sarcastically there. You know, I'm in a good place with what was preached, and I don't, I don't really need to step in. You know, chances are, if you're thinking that, you definitely do need it. You definitely need to come up and pray. How about victory? We all love a good victory, and we all know that a good victory means we had a, a pretty, pretty bad battle. A good victory comes after a bad battle. You know, we're all going to have battles. If you didn't have one yet, buckle up. It's coming. So... Isn't it easier, though, whenever that battle comes and, and you just feel that press to say, you know what, I, I'm not, I had a really long day today and my work was really hard and I, I sweat a lot or, or maybe my mind is just in a cramp and, or, or, or I don't know, you name it, you, you've all been through it. Right, right. And we don't feel like doing what we got to do. You know, we don't feel like pushing against whatever that battle is. I, you know, I've been through financial battles. I've been through you know, personal battles with, with people. And, and I've been through, um, you know, spiritual battles where it just felt like no matter what I did, it was like the, the ceiling is made of cement. And, and you know, I've been through these, and I'm sure most of you have as well. Isn't it easier to just fight another day? It, it, feels, like, it feels like that. It feels like we can just put it off. It feels like we can just, eh, not today, not today. You know, God, God's a good God. He's going to take care of me. It's all right. Sorry, we'll just save that for tomorrow, that tomorrow thing again. We, we have that choice. Don't let laziness creep in. You know, sometimes, no, no, all the time, I'm going to cross that off on my notes, not sometimes, all the time, we have needs. We have needs, whether it be our needs, maybe, maybe you're in a good place. Maybe God has taken care of so much for you, and you're like, I really don't know what I need right now. God's been good. Thank God for that, because that, God does put you on those mountaintops occasionally, and I love it. And I'll take as much of that as I can get. But I guarantee you got some friends or some family that's got some needs. I guarantee you there's some people in your life that, that really need a breakthrough or need to get filled with the Holy Ghost or need a healing or, or, or something like that. So there's a battle that says, just go ahead and just mention them in prayer. You did your part. You mentioned them. You mention them in prayer. I know I ask a lot of people to mention me in prayer, and it's, it's, I guess, maybe become a cliche. But whatever happened to prayer and fasting, dedicated time where it says, you know what? This brother needs some help, or, or this, this lost soul needs some help. You know what? I'm going to set a block of time, and I'm going to just pray till my gut's hurt, and, and I'm going you know, to push back that plate. I don't like doing that as much as you. Trust me, I don't like it. My wife knows. <laughs> she knows how tall that plate gets. <laughs> but, you know, I don't like doing that. But, you know, we, we've got to decide that, you know what, I, I feel the oppression of the enemy. I feel this laziness wanting to get a hold of me. And I know that there's a need that's greater than, than my comfort today, than, than my, 
in my current situation, my, my current, again, comfort, comfort. I feel like it's probably the best word for that. We've got to put some heartfelt prayer to it. We've got to say, you know what, I don't feel like, I don't feel like it, but I don't care. You know what, because I care so much about this need, and I care about pleasing my God, because he's been so good to me, and he deserves me to step outside of my comfort zone. There was nothing comfortable about the things that he did for me, but thank God that he did, and I'm here today because of Jesus. How about lifting up the hands of the ministry for some victory? You know, I, I think I think it's easy, and our minds will quietly say, we won't say it out loud, we'll quietly say it, you know, his battle to fight you know what you know he's he's you know it's it's his his job this is what this is what no, i'm not no, i'll focus focus <laughs> it's his job to to do this and i don't gotta i don't gotta really support that i don't gotta get behind that do we remember what happened whenever you know they were in a battle and, and moses's hands started to get weary the philosopher is just a man like the rest of us. Thank God he's strong. Thank God we've got a pastor that cares, and, and he's going to do whatever he's got to do, and thank God for that. You can't hardly see the man have an off day, but I guarantee you he gets battled and battled and battled, and he has nights where he doesn't sleep good, and he has nights where he's crying and, and things are just coming against him. We do well to support the ministry. We do well to get behind him and back him up. We do well to lift up the hands of the ministry. Hey, is there anything I can do, brother, even if it's just a prayer, even, you know, you need me to come out and do this. You need me to, whatever it is, how can I help? How can I be a blessing? Because you know what? We need some victory. We need some victory like like never before. I, I want to see people filled with the Holy Ghost. I, I'm thankful for the things that God has been doing and how he's been stirring and how he's been working and conversations that have been able to happen and things that I know it's God. But I want to see more than that happen. And I know God does too because he's put these things in place and he's got a purpose behind all of this. But I've got a choice and you've got a choice to make. Am I going to just settle back? And say, ah, I don't feel like it. Spiritual laziness. Am I going to let it take over? Am I going to let it dictate my actions? How about personal growth and conviction? You know, my prayer has always been for my children and and for all of your children. And all, you know, I want to see people have their own conviction, have their own walk with God. Something no matter what anybody else is doing around them, it's not going to stir them because it's their own. It's their own. You know what? It is easier to just say, I don't know. I don't want to think about it too much. I, I don't I don't really care that much. I'm just going to to just line up with what somebody somebody else is doing. You know, how, just copy and paste their convictions. God wants us to have a heart in this. God wants a relationship. God wants you to be able to pray and say, God, what do you want me to do? doesn't matter what so-and-so is doing. Thank God we got people around us and we, you know, we got good examples in the house of God. But God wants to have that connection with you. He doesn't want it to be you doing it because somebody else is doing it. He wants us to do it because we love him. That's got to be what it's about. But there again, choose, choose. Is it going to be the laziness that says, I'll just let them take care of that for me. I'll just watch what they're doing. What I'm always pointing over here. There's nothing. I'm not trying that. <laughs> I can let them just, you know, dictate my my convictions and my my standards and this and that and the other thing. Or I can choose to just say, you know what, I'm going to put some work behind this. I'm going to dig in. And I'm going to pray and I'm going to say, God, what do you want? And sometimes we might not like the response that we get out of that. It might not be comfortable, but you know what? We'd be better off if we'd do it. Yeah, I right. guarantee you that. You know, some people, maybe the devil's convinced them that, you know, they've got some super spiritual reason to just let their conviction slide. It happens. I've seen it before. Oh, no, I'm doing the work of God here. This is, this is all good. Don't you worry about me. It's, you know, I know I, know I normally wouldn't do this, but I've got a really good reason to do it. There's no good reason. It's just, it doesn't exist. Let's live for God. Let's put our hearts into it. How about outreach? Now, you know, maybe your situation makes it difficult. Maybe, maybe that that's a seems like a valid excuse. But what can you do? What can you do? It's, it's all of our responsibility. Anna, I thank God for that testimony. You know, is outreach? Can, can you consider it outreach if it's not knocking on a door or or um, or you know just going around inviting somebody to church? I think we all should be able to do that. But if you can come into the house of God and you can just let God 
Just paint that countenance on you. Just let God lift you up and, and, and be friendly. You know, those things we got to do, be friendly. <laughs> we, you know, if you can let God put that in you, that is outreach. That does help. That, that spirit that you let fill you can reach somebody and, and affect them. It can leave a lasting impression. But you can come in and wear your feelings on your sleeve and be sour the whole time. You can choose. You can choose. So that might be easier. Maybe you're having a really just terrible day and you just just a bear and you're like, oh, I'm just going to come to church. I'm going to get my blessing. You know, whatever. But, hey, you can you can be a blessing. You can be a blessing a while and that'd be all right. And you'd be you'd be better for it. Laziness in the home. I'm not talking about the laundry um, or anything like that, you know, but that that could be. That could be something to take care of as well. But, you know, friends and relationships, it takes work to have something deep. It takes work to have something real. And, and thank God for the tight-knit group of people that we have here in this church, um, you know, that, that we have put in that work. But there is a temptation to say, you know what, how many times has this happened? And, and, and here we are again. You know, I don't feel like sorting this out. I don't feel like crying those tears and just laying out, talking to, let's just, I'll just talk to them a little less, <laughs> you know, and maybe that'll solve the issue. <sighs> Loving God's way does take work. Yeah. It really does, but it's, it's good. It's good. Um, again, you'll never, you'll never, ever feel satisfied with the way you're handling things if you're allowing that spiritual laziness to dictate your actions. About God's direction for our future. God's direction for our future is pretty important. It's pretty important. And maybe God has an easier way than what he's already shown me. Well, what's, what's, what's motivating that? You know, I, I'm going to say this is like the ultimate letdown. If, if you allow that laziness to, to challenge this or to, to not challenge it, it's going to challenge it, but to, to alter this to alter God's plan for your future. We can allow laziness to keep us out of the will and plan of God. Then we've really given a clear place for the enemy to control our path. That doesn't sound good when you put it out there like that, but that's what that is. You know, maybe God's laid something specific on your heart and, and you know, it's, it's confirmed in the preaching or it's confirmed with the pastor or whatever, or it's something, you know, you feel very, very convinced, you know, this is something I see, uh, I'm going to be doing this or, um, you know, God wants me to, to, to be this, to do this, to, to whatever. I, I, you know, I I don't want to get too specific and give too many examples here, but God might put something in your path and, and, and we can just allow laziness to say, I'm not going to put in the work for that. Or, or you know what? I'm going to care about myself more than what God wants for me. You're not going to take better care of yourself than God. Right. You know, so often the source of people's failures can be really just tracked back to an imbalanced focus on self. Right. Selfishness, um, selfishness and laziness really go hand in hand. Yeah. They, they really do. Uh, you know, when, when has laziness ever in your life, um, been there to, uh, to look out for the well-being of somebody else? It hasn't. It's all about me. What am I going to get out of this? Uh, you know, how's this going to affect me? You know, God set something up that's bigger than me. (laughs) There's something amazing about this word of God and this way of God that, that makes you look beyond yourself. And look and, and value the well-being of others over your own self. Let's go ahead and turn to Luke 17:33. We'll give an example of that uh, that concept. Appreciate everybody helping. I need all the help I can get. <laughs> Luke 17:33. Whosoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it. And whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. That's tough. I remember the first time I read that and that really knocked on, knocked on my heart and it really challenged me. It really put me in a sore place. Are we willing to lose out on what is easier, convenient in exchange for God's will, plan and purpose? You do well to do well to the convenient thing the the easy day is never worth the payoff in the end 
Now, I want so much. I want so much for God to be able to, to guide this ship and, and to be able to, to lead. And I want what God wants for me. And I don't want anything in my life to, to get in the way. And I, and I feel like the heart of God is, you know, I don't know who this is for other than me. I know it's for me. Um, but God wants us to be able to put aside our comfort like never before. You know, I don't know when he's coming back, but I, I know it's I know it's getting close. And I, I want to be found. I want to be found honoring him more than I honor myself. I want to be found putting aside my my rut, whatever it might be, whatever I've allowed myself to drift down to. I want to break out of that. Get away from every bit of spiritual laziness that's tried to lay hold on my life. Look at myself and say, What's my motivation for this for this choice that I'm making here? Is, is it is it just to make it easier on me or is it loving my brother, loving my sister, loving my wife, loving my children, loving my friends? Is it is it loving somebody else or is it petting this flesh of mine? Is it is it caring about the kingdom of God? Is it laboring for a purpose that's greater than my own comfort? If it is great. Because that's that's where God wants us to be. That's what God's so often you see this theme throughout the word of God where he's he's pushing us out of caring about ourselves. And that's why it's such a challenge. That's why it flustered so many people whenever Jesus would talk like this and he'd tell them, you know, this isn't about you and this isn't about your comfort. You got to love somebody. You got to pray for your enemy. Pray for, oh, I was doing good before you said that. I was doing good whenever I just love the people that are easy to love. Oh, but those people that you want me to pray for, they're, they're, they're people that are hard to love. They're people that I don't like. I don't like being around. They challenge me. They're, they're tough to work on. But you know what? God's got something so much bigger. And that difference that God wants to make in your life is the same difference that will set you apart. And somebody will see, whoa, hold on a second. That guy's loving that person. I know what that person said about them. I know what that person's done. And they're loving, they're praying for them. They're, they're, they're reaching out to them. They're being kind to them. What's going on here? I need to find out a little bit more about this. There's something different about this person. God wants to make that difference inside of us. He really does. And there's, there's a responsibility within each of us to examine ourselves, not allow that laziness to creep in. The devil wants to render us useless, really. He, he wants us to be, you know what, you can come to church. That's okay. Go ahead and go to your church. Go to your church. Just don't do anything there. You know, just go through the motions, disconnect, and, and put it on cruise control. And that's right where I want you because people are going to come to that church then. And they're going to say, there ain't nothing going on here. This is just another flavor in the ice cream shop. He wants that salt to lose its savor. He wants the salt to lose its saltiness. But we're here to make a difference. We're here to push against that fight that's within us that just wants to drag us down, wants to keep us not producing for the kingdom of God. Are we going to step outside of our comfort zones? I hope so. I hope so. Let's all uh, bow our heads in prayer. Hallelujah. While we're all praying here, I want to read to you Proverbs 24. It kind of reiterates some of, some of what uh, the earlier scripture said that I read at the beginning. It says in verse 30, it says, I went by the field of the slothful, paid it a visit. Went by the field of the slothful and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. Those are hard words. And lo... It was all grown over with thorns and nettles had covered the face thereof. And the stone wall thereof was broken down. And then I saw and I considered it well. Thought on it. Thought on all this that I see. I looked upon it and I received instruction. Sometimes you can look at a situation. And God can work through that situation. He can teach you something through that. Through an experience that you're going to have. I looked upon it, and I received instruction. Yet, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth, and thy want is not a man.
more difficult to overcome. We've got to take care of it. Now pray that thing down.